Ah, hi everyone. Welcome to the recording number 16 of Voyagers Under Sail. Today is Tuesday, 28th of August 2018. It's uh, quarter past eight in the morning, and we are in a, at anchor in a nice wide bay anchorage uh, called Ensenada de la Herradura. It's just um, six miles from uh, Nerja. It's pretty close to another town called uh, Alumecar. We are basically 80 miles from Gibraltar on the Spanish coast. Okay. Yesterday we did our crossing. We finished our crossing from Cartagena to here. It was 160 miles, two days and one night. Um, but before that, let's talk about new friends in Cartagena. As we arrived in Cartagena, um, we were greeted, uh, well, Marina staff was fantastic, but uh, by this uh, German lady, young lady called Yona. Uh, uh, she's been working for about a year on uh, getting uh, ready to start sailing around the world uh, on a 43-feet um, boat. And she proved to be very helpful for the, during the next uh, few days of our stay in Cartagena. Initially, we planned to stay four nights. We ended staying five nights in Cartagena because the wind wasn't good to leave on at the end of the of the four night. So um, we, you know, we had time to to meet the community in the port, the the other cruisers, and. Uh, get a feel of the place as well so i was saying friends yeah we made three new friends in uh, in cartagena the first friend uh, is yona uh, we had even dinner with her on board our uh, boat we spoke a lot she's very much into social media and um, she told us how tough it was for her to to get ready and um, prepare herself for, for the big uh, voyage ahead of, uh, of herself. She's planning to uh, start her trip uh, just next week from Cartagena. And uh, of course she's going to go through Gibraltar and then Madeira and uh, Canary Islands uh, and so on. So it's a very high chance of us meeting her in, um, in the Canaries again. She's lovely, she's very helpful, she knew very well what's going on in Cartagena, where to eat, where to shop. Um, a lot of very good advice we got from her and she was very open in sharing her experience and her fears and and all of that and when you talk to people like her you realize that we are all the same you all have our fears we all have our problems uh, we fear the same stuff like you know getting into port and making sure you do a nice clean maneuver and don't end up uh, hitting another boat or uh, a long passage with sleepless nights she seems to be very uh, safety orientated, um, which is which is great. Uh, we are a little bit more uh, relaxed about that. Um, but yeah, Yona, she was one of the people we met there, and uh, I now consider a friend. Then we met David uh, from the catamaran um, 
isolate if uh, if I remember right I hope I'm not making a mistake uh, David is uh, retired or early retired uh, maths teacher and entrepreneur so to speak uh, he, we didn't ask too much about his personal life but I understand that um, he chose to retire uh, he has this uh, 35 feet catamaran in Cartagena he's planning to um, sail the cat in the med during the summer for the next he doesn't even know how many years then uh, he had another smaller cat just who and that uh, that he shipped to New Zealand so he's gonna sail that in New Zealand uh, for a few months a year and then for the other months of the year probably he's just gonna relax in one of his um, houses he was a really gentle helpful genuine guy um, he approached us uh, with a hello how you doing you know one evening and uh, he was walking on the pontoon with his dog, lovely dog, nice and big and uh, very gentle as well. And uh, he ended up staying on our boat for about an hour and a half, two hours, giving us loads of advice regarding safety, asking us lots of questions about this and that. But everything came from the his willingness to see if our boat is safe if we know what we are doing he just wanted us to be safe and uh, he looked at almost every aspect of the boat casually you know he didn't do a survey of the boat it was a casual conversation but he really cared about our safety just out of the blue he figured out we are novice to this uh, and uh, he went with me through a lot of stuff even taught me how to uh, put the lure on my uh, fishing line and you know have a higher chance of catch catching a fish uh, he told us some of his experiences uh, and lessons learned a lot of stuff a lot of stuff that was really 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 helpful and at the end of the night uh, somehow the idea of making a barbecue came up and he said okay let's make a barbecue on friday night um and you know, let's invite uh, other people from from around from other, from from the other boats, and then you get to meet them and hear their stories. And that's how we ended up on Friday night organizing a barbecue for about 14, 15 people, you know, around that kind of number. We uh, in in the marina. We there were tables. There were barbecues ready. Today. I just went and bought the charcoal. Claudia made a nice big um, potato salad. I grilled. You know. A, a bag full of vegetables and then around half seven eight o'clock everybody um, came along with their own meat and you know some salads we uh, set up this long table with chairs around it uh, I made a, a big container of sangria like about five liters beautiful everybody enjoyed it I got ice beer uh, a few snacks so we end up uh, sitting around the table eating and talking until pff, half past 12 at night, uh, dancing, singing. It was a really nice night. I felt so comfortable. Uh, the children were very happy as well. You know, Tia and David were the only children around, but still they didn't feel uh, left out. And we managed to talk to so many other people. We met Mark, who's another guy. Uh, 
who's planning to planning to start sailing around the world um, pretty pretty soon. He has a 33 feet boat uh, that he bought from uh, his uh, uncle, and he had uh, a couple of a couple of girl and a boy on board, friends of him. Uh, then we met Tom and his wife, uh, Gillian and Jill. Um, and my memory fails, but there were another two couples at least over there. So we all talked. Yeah, it was uh, David and his friends, Tom and uh, Tom's wife. So we all talked through. We all changed uh, stories. Then Brian and Lindsay came along, uh, an American couple. Brian is into Buddhism and meditation and um, themselves uh, bought a catamaran here in the Med and they sailed it for a few weeks and uh, are planning to get it ready for for a for a longer voyage. So they are getting their cut out of the water, getting it... Um, refitted during the next few months while they go back to the States and then they return next next uh, spring and start sailing in the Med. So a lot, a lot of people uh, with different plans. Uh, we notice like the older people, like the 50-something, 60-something years old, uh, prefer to stay in port and uh, have the boat as a base and they don't really want to adventure too far. Where the younger generation, the 30-something, 20-something, 40-something like ourselves uh, are planning on doing big voyages and going around the world and uh, working on their boats to, to, to be ready. So that was a beautiful uh, evening. Um, meanwhile, we explored Cartagena um, and it's a beautiful little city um, full of history, full of ruins that are well preserved or um, brought up to date, so to speak. It was a nice, Cartagena was a really nice place. And in the middle of all of this, we met Christian, a guy from Romania. And uh, he was again very helpful. He helped Claudia get um, Kira from our boat to the airport uh, on Thursday morning. That was something that was needed to be organized. And then uh, he gave a lift to Claudia and Tia to the hospital because you know we Tia needed to had a prescriptions for her uh, acne and um, she was very helpful and after that he gave us a lot of uh, advice around the marina and he told us the stories of other people um, he came in for a quick lunch one day and a few hours later he showed up with a two big lures uh, that I can use for my uh, fishing when I go out in the ocean, like proper strong uh, lures. Very nice guy, uh, very calm. I, I think everybody that lives in Cartagena tends to be a very calm person because on Saturday morning I found the town so calm, so peaceful, so relaxed that it almost annoyed me. I, after the party, the party that we had on Friday evening, Friday night, to wake up to a town that almost had no pulse <laughs> on Saturday morning at eight o'clock, I felt like, oh, I just want to leave. I can't. I, I, I was restless. I couldn't. 
I couldn't stay in that town another day, but we had to stay another night until Sunday night as well, because, as I said, the winds were not favorable. But as I say, the town is so calm, so relaxed, so laid back, that it kind of rubs on you, and you become this calm, relaxed, laid back person. And I was telling to Claudia, wait until we get to the Caribbean. Apparently the people there are even more relaxed, more laid back. Even in the supermarkets, the you know the tiller, the cashiers, they take it so easy, so easy. Like there is no pressure on them to check you out and you know cash your money. They really take their time, and uh, we need we realize that even in um, on the streets, in coffee shops, everybody just takes it easy. Nobody's in a hurry, you know. Nobody wants to be efficient, let's put it that way. Nobody's in a hurry to be efficient and, you know, do the most amount of work in the least amount of time. No, that, that concept doesn't seem to exist around here. Okay, so um, we met so many great people in, uh, in Cartagena. As I said, Yona, David, Christian, Brian and Lindsay. Mark and a few other people, but these are the people who kind of you know made a, are in our memory very fresh, and uh, we kind of learned from from their story. But it's not that. Like Paul, he told me his life story, and uh, I met a Dutchman uh, called Dick, and he told me his life story and the way he's a bit disappointed that his wife decided at the last minute not to join him in his uh, sailing and he now has to sail his boat and change his plans because he cannot keep a boat and a house and all of that. So it's interesting. I don't know how much I'm managing to to send across, but you meet a lot of people who are normal people who are doing their best to to save and uh, work some a way of having some income while they are sailing okay you are not the first ones you're not the only one you don't find a lot of people that are loaded with money you know okay we are well off people but they are not loaded and they don't um, just go around the seas and spend they, they they just managed to figure out a way of making a bit of income and sailing at the same time. And then on Sunday morning, we start uh, our crossing from Cartagena to here. Our plan was to get all the way to Nerja. Uh, we didn't go to Nerja because there is no proper anchorage in front of Nerja. So we are just six miles off Nerja in this um, a bit more protected bay. So the sailing was beautiful. In the first day we had um, 12 to 18 knots of winds uh, almost all the time. We sailed non-stop until around 7-8 o'clock at the evening when the wind dropped to 5-7 knots and the boat was doing only 2 knots, maybe 3 knots, okay? And at that time we turned on the engine and we motor sailed through the night until early in the morning around three o'clock when uh, it was my time to go to bed uh, and Claudia took the helm we came in front of this shipping line that was coming out of uh, Almeria uh, 
and it was very busy, big uh, passenger ships uh, moving at 25 knots, and we had to cut across their channel. And that was about half an hour of really stressful um, crossing because those ships move so fast. You see them in the distance and five minutes later they are in front of you moving really, really quickly. Like you see it gliding through the sea pretty, pretty fast. And they are massive, massive, massive um, boats. Anyway... We went through that channel, that was a bit stressful. And after that, uh, we picked up a bit of wind again in the morning and uh, we sailed through the next day, Monday, until um, around three o'clock, four o'clock, when the sea is starting to be very choppy. The wind really from our back and we, were, we didn't want to zigzag along anymore because with the sea being so choppy, if the wave was coming from the side, it will roll our boat a lot. So we tried to do motor sailing for the last kind of two hours of our crossing. And the last hour of the crossing was really uncomfortable. The, the waves were almost two meters, uh, very steep and choppy. Like the frequency of the waves was maybe four seconds. So it just came off one wave and the next one lifts you up and rolls you to the left and to the right and puts you down. And the next one picks you up, rolls you to the left and to the right. Uh, like we had the waves almost on our back with the engine on and we barely were barely imagine, managing to make three and a half to four knots where in theory we should have had like five and a half knots easily especially with the waves from behind but the rolling motion was so much that the boat was basically slowing down uh, constantly from, from the rolling anyway we we managed to make it into the bay and the bay was protected from the swell and from the wind uh, but there was very little wind anyway by this time uh, a bit rolly from the swell that kind of you know, hit the shore of the of the anchorage but we were exhausted we arrived here absolutely exhausted I, if uh, if the anchorage wasn't good and i had to move and sail for another two or three hours I wouldn't have had the energy to, to do it. I was just just exhausted after this um, 36 hours of, uh, of crossing. It was 160 miles, okay? So we managed, we average about 100 miles a day. We, we can say that much. If you have decent winds, we manage 100 miles a day. Or if the sea is calm and we motor, again, we average 100 miles a day without... Um, killing the, the engine, just, you know, nice low revs, around 2,000 uh, RPMs. Uh, I wanted also to talk about um, the beauty of sailing at night. Um, full moon, the reflection of the moon in the sea, the boat moving slowly, it's, it's, it's really peaceful and... Uh, Yesterday morning, Monday morning, when I took again the helm around um, maybe 7 o'clock, 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock, something like that, I was uh, listening to some music and uh, when the sun was about to come up, for some reason I felt deeply emotional and I started crying at the helm with joy. Uh, it was the second time I cried with joy 
in the past months. Uh, the other time was when the boat Kovadis was lifted from the crate, cradle and I was uh, bring to the to be you know put in the water when I realized the adventure begins. That's what was the first time I had tears in my eyes and this was the second time but this was crocodile tears and I'm not ashamed to say it. It was the joy of being out at sea, of realizing that it's happening. Um, I was realizing that I'm getting closer to Gibraltar. Soon enough we'll be out into the Atlantic and you know the adventure gets more and more serious. So um, that happened yesterday morning. Claudia, she's very happy at the helm. It seems like every time she takes the helm, the wind picks up and uh, she enjoys the better part of the sailing. Like she was at the helm with 20 knots of wind yesterday and uh, she was managing it beautifully. We had only one reef in the main and full headsail out, pulled out. And uh, that was fantastic, fantastic sailing, like doing six and a half, seven knots at times. Beautiful. With the wind from, from behind, you know, the back quarters, so to speak. Um, and Tia and David, uh, they helped a little bit on the first day on Monday, on Sunday. They took the helm for a couple of hours. But yesterday it was just too, you know, the wind was too strong. And then the sea was too rolly to let them hold the helm. Um, <laughs> there is a bit of tension at times between themselves, between David and Dora. But that's expected. We lose our patience, like last night, after being so tired, after we had our dinner. The only thing that I wanted to do was to go to bed, where David wanted to see the footage from our, you know, whatever video footage we managed to get for in the past few weeks. And uh, I lost my my patience because I was so so tired. But he was keeping on him. Why don't you give me the laptop? Why don't you plug it in? Why don't you let me see it? Why don't whatever? So uh, yeah. There are tensions between us at times. Uh, I don't want anybody to believe that uh, everything is uh, heaven. It is good, but you know, we have our little uh, moments of tension as every other family. So we'll be around here for two or three days. Our plan is to leave, as I said, today is Tuesday. On Thursday, we plan to leave for Gibraltar uh, because the wind is going to be slightly better and that will help us hopefully get to Gibraltar sometime on Friday. We are 80 miles away from Gibraltar but I have diesel for only maybe 30-40 miles out of uh, these 80 miles so we need to sail. There is no way around it. We will need to sail to Gibraltar because otherwise the other option is to pull in one of the ports along the coast and get more diesel. Uh, but if we keep off the coast, like 5 or 10 miles off the coast, then we have actually good wind, better wind for sailing. So we'll uh, have to make a decision on that one. We'll probably spend the next two days exploring this little town and then we'll move to Nerha tomorrow and explore Nerha. And um, we'll talk again when I when we are in Gibraltar.